Hey, this is Jim Palmer, your dream business coach, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 120. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. This is episode 120, and I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio, your host and creator. Here on Act Local Marketing, every week I share a strategy with you called Today's Takeaway, where you get at least one action item that you can walk away with now to implement and grow your business. I also invite a special guest expert to help you with some aspect of business growth. And today's guest is a new friend from across the pond who has co-authored a business book that I truly believe you're going to be very interested in. I can't wait to speak with him, so stay tuned. I want to briefly talk about starting a business. The problem in starting something new is you don't know what you don't know. You've heard that before. Fortunately for you and me, There are wonderful resources that you can use to help take some of the mystery out of starting a business. For example, here in the good old U.S. of A., the dreaded IRS, and that's the Internal Revenue Service for those not in the U.S., they're the entity responsible for collecting our taxes, they have um, as a reference page at irs.gov titled, starting a business. There are several links to additional information that you may want to know about starting a new business and your federal taxes. So there are topics there like, is it a business or a hobby? And this is funny. My former uh, business coach, Suzanne Evans, likes to say, are you a bow or a hoe? B-O or bow for business owner and H-O or hoe for hobby owner. Don't get the two mixed up. Many new business owners tell themselves they have a business when what they really have is a hobby. The IRS offers advice on selecting a business structure, what an employer identification number or EIN is, uh, your business taxes, record keeping. When does your tax year start? a checklist for starting a business, and a whole bunch more. And it's all free at your friendly IRS. That's irs.gov. So let's get to today's takeaway. I promised you an action item that you could take with you now that will help you grow your business. So here it is. 
The truth about starting a business is it's not all glamorous and fun. In fact, to be successful in your new business, there are many systems and operational procedures that you'll need to put in place to be successful. And one way around having to do all of it from scratch is to either buy a franchise or buy an existing business where someone else has done all of that groundwork for you. If you are set in your mind and heart that you want to do this from the ground up, the Small Business Administration has a 10-step plan that can be found at sba.gov. There you can find details on each of these 10 steps. You should go look through all of these articles to get the lay of the land, if you will. It's better to know what you're in for as a new business owner. You have a much better chance of being successful if you build that strong foundation first. So here are the 10 steps, no details necessarily, just the steps. Go to sba.gov, the starting and managing section on their website, and look for the article titled 10 Steps to Starting a Business. Step one is write a business plan. And business plans are not necessarily lengthy, multi-page documents. Don't let that part scare you. Step two, get assistance and training. There's lots of free assistance out there and many consultants and coaches that can truly cut your learning curve. Step three, choose a location. Now that may or may not apply to you. Many a multi-billion dollar business started in a garage out of, out of a home. Step four, finance your business. Again, there are many options here and people who can guide you along the way. Step five, determine the legal structure of your business. You know, is it a sole proprietorship? Is it a partnership, an LLC, an S-Corp? Uh, those are important decisions to make early on. Step six, register a business name. There are laws about this. Not every dry cleaner can be Acme, you know, in a, in a given state. So don't get your heart set on a business name only to find out that someone else actually already owns it. Find out the legalities of that. Step seven is get a tax ID number. This one's important to the previously mentioned IRS. Blech. Step eight, register for state and local taxes. Necessary, and again, I give it a wholehearted blah. You know how I feel about taxes now. Step nine, obtain business licenses and permits that may or may not apply to you, but you need to check and see depending on what kind of business you're starting. And step 10, understand your responsibilities as an employer. Though it may just be you or you and a partner right now in the beginning, you'll ultimately need employees and all of the legalities that go with it. So educate yourself on that. And there are even more resources in that same article. So definitely check it out. Drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com. I'll point you in the right direction to start your business. And that's today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me out there on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and Pinterest and LinkedIn and all the others. Uh, connect with me so that I can get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to this podcast and leave me a review in iTunes. Those reviews are important to me and they help me reach more busy uh, boomers like you. And together we can all expand the economy by growing our businesses. And it's time now 
We're going to take a very short break. But when we get back, my guest, Ed Goodman, is here. And he's stepping to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local, marketing for small business. And I want to introduce you to a new friend of mine, someone that I actually met on Twitter in the previous week, and you've heard me talk about Twitter and how wonderful Twitter chats are, and that's how I met this gentleman, Ed Goodman. He is hello. A, <laughs> hello. He is a business startup mentor who has worked with over ten thousand startups to successfully build their knowledge of financial management, social media, networking, and more through independent consultancy and mentoring, along with aligned partnerships. He's worked with multinational corporations, including Barclays. Google, Sage, Intuit, and more. In 2012, Ed co-founded the Cambridge Business Lounge, a co-working space and a support hub for startups and small businesses in the historic and beautiful city of Cambridge in the UK, which you, you probably could have guessed by his accent. He also regularly blogs on small business topics, as well as being a contributor on the BBC podcasts, as well as other established business blogs. January of 2015 saw the release of Ed's first book. This is very exciting. It's titled New Business 
Next Steps, the all-in-one guide to managing, marketing, and growing your small business. It was published by Pearson, and it is available on Amazon right now. So if you're driving, the minute you get where you're going, you got to go check it out on Amazon. You can find Ed on most of the social networks, especially Twitter, as I told you. His handle over there is at E, D as in David, A as in Apple, Goodman, E-D-A, Goodman. Ed, welcome Hello. to Act Local Marketing. How are oh, you? I'm very well, thank you. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. We were just uh, talking before actually recording the interview about the the time change. I always find things like that fascinating on the globe that we both exist, but it's different times of day for us, even though we're both existing in the same moment. I can get philosophical about that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting concept. So when I meet someone for the first time on the podcast, I like to collect their entrepreneurial journey, if you will. So I know I, I read a bio for you, so people are familiar with you. But in a nutshell, could you just tell us how you came to be doing what it is that you do? Uh, well, rather than going through my entire life and saying that I was born in uh, I was, um, my entrepreneurial journey started when I worked for Barclays and I was delivering training to their internal relationship managers within the small business sector. Um, and from, and, and that's when I first started immersing myself in the small business market. From there, um, I, we started to launch a customer training program to try and provide a wider business service to our small business customers. Um, and help differentiation between us and the other banks. And was doing that for about four or five years. Um, and then one of the directors left Barclays to set up his own cloud computing business and training business, took me with him. Uh, and we spread that out to other corporates, such as the ones you mentioned, Google, uh, Lloyd's TSB as they were then, Intuit, Microsoft, and others as well. Um, so it was providing training directly to small businesses, but through relationships with larger corporates. Okay. Um, and then from there, I then came up to setting up the Cambridge Business Lounge, which you mentioned. Right. So so tell us more about what it is you're doing there in Cambridge. So the, the, Cambridge, so the Cambridge Business Lounge is a co-working space. So for anyone who isn't familiar with the concept, working from home has all its positives. You've got everything there with you, the, the, the coffee, the kitchen, um, all your, your paperwork, etc. But the one thing that working from home um, doesn't help is isolation. Uh, and although you've got social networks and there's some immense support on social networks, sometimes you just need that social interaction with other people, talking about the news or actually just saying to someone, hey, look, can you just have a look over and just see what you think of this blog post before I upload it? Or does anyone know about corporation tax as we have here or, or, or you know, whatever that may be? You can't. It's difficult. It's more challenging to do that in an environment. So we've got a co-working space which allows people to work for themselves, by themselves, um, but actually, well, sorry, work for themselves, but not necessarily by themselves because they're doing that in an environment with other people. And I don't think it matters when you work in, a, in, a, in an open space. And it's the same when you go to networking events. It doesn't matter who you come across. It doesn't matter what industry they're in because we all have very similar challenges in helping us get our business to where we want it to be. So that's the co-working space, but we also deliver mental programs and networking events and training programs as well, all, ge all geared at that, that solo entrepreneur, if you like. Yeah, that, that's a very important thing that you've done because isolation for a solopreneur is, is a big challenge. I was talking to a woman 
just two weeks ago uh, who had called about a networking group that I happen to belong to. And clearly in speaking to her, she was going through that whole isolation uh, problem and she was starting a new business. She'd never been a business owner before. And she thought she was the only one, right, experiencing these issues that all business people go through. And it does get pretty low. I have a home office here. Ed, Ed can see my office behind me. Uh, you people listening can't see it's it. Quite it's quite tidy. It's quite tidy. I'm impressed. <laughs> no, I think it's a mess. My husband's <laughs> side is definitely a mess. And you, you can't see all of it. But, yeah. um, you know, there are definite advantages to working from home. And I love it. And the most important thing to me as a business owner is being, you know, the boss of me, so to speak. So being in charge of my time and how I spend it and being, having a home office helps with that tremendously, but it also is, uh, there's a lot of isolation. So, and you can't be creative and, and I, it doesn't matter if you're in a creative field or not, Ed, everyone is solving problems and that takes creativity. It doesn't matter what field you're in. I'm not saying that, you, you know, you have to be a graphic designer or you're an architect and you're coming up with things that have never been invented before. Everyone needs a certain level of creativity to problem solve. And when you're isolated, you're not, you know, brainstorming. You're not getting those creative inputs that are allowing you to problem solve as well as you could be. I mean, interestingly, some people do like that isolation to happen now and again, and that's absolutely fine. I mean, the majority of people that use our facilities don't use us every single day. They use us when there's a need to use us. And that might be the same time every week or a couple of times a week, or that might be just a sporadic moment when they realize that the four walls that are surrounding them aren't giving them the answers that they need. So uh, I'm, I'm always a bit huge advocate of if if you're if someone is listening to this working from home then get out to a local co-working space just try it out and just see actually this interaction can actually help boost your productivity rather than actually get in the way which uh, is is a greater value in itself right and, and i agree with you so i want to i want to switch topics just a little bit because we had mentioned everyone that you've published your first book and i find this very exciting because i didn't tell you this but two days ago i signed the contract for my first book and I've promised the publisher in less than 30 days time that he's going to have that whole manuscript, which, which has been written, already, but, but no, it's been written already. But, okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not starting from scratch. I have to write some appendices and you know, some of those other things that happen in a book, but the book's been written and I, I finished, you know, sort of looking through it one last time yesterday, but I didn't send it to him yet. There's something about that whole, okay, I know what's in it and I've read it and some trusted associates have read it and given me feedback and I've taken that and that's all been great. But the minute I let it go and give it to the publisher, the whole world eventually is going to see it. And that's that's a very scary thing. So I'm excited for you that, that your first book has been published. Let me tell people the title of it again. New Business, Next Steps, The All-in-One Guide to Managing, Marketing, and Growing Your Small Business. This is such a, an important uh, thing for people. There's so many small business owners today, especially since the economy, you know, began its downturn in 2008. So why don't you tell everyone what the f the main focus of the book is? So um, the publisher approached us through social network, I have to say as well, um, because they believe that there was a plethora of books for people who are starting a business. And then the next stage from that is a number of books written by the well-known entrepreneurs, your, you know, your Donald Trumps, your Richard Bransons, and 
uh, late Steve Jobs, uh, which of course are inspiring to read, but it's difficult to make some of your own business decisions based on their experiences when they're so far removed from where you're at. So what the publisher wanted was a book that was aimed at businesses who have been trading for about a year um, and are now experiencing the challenges of growth. So they may be having to embrace new technologies, adapting their marketing strategy, employing people for the first time. All the things that, as you said earlier, people often think I'm the first person that's ever had to do this. Um, where actually that's not the case. And the book is therefore littered with case studies. And it doesn't matter what industry they're in, but it's the case studies of people who have been about five years into that journey, six years, where statistically their chances of longevity are much greater, to say, actually, we did this. We've been through these journeys. These are the challenges that we had. Don't. This is an entirely non-judgmental way of saying, we now want to look through our journey, pick the bits that you think are right for you to help you make the, the right decisions. So it's in chapters that it's, it's unlikely to be a cover to cover. So there's a chapter on managing social media or managing finance or, or managing uh, technology, etc. And the idea is, is that people will go straight for the bit that their knowledge is the weakest in uh, and, and use some of the experiences, some of the teachings from myself and my co-author, Anne Hawkins, and also from the case studies as well to um, uh, help them make the right and more relevant decisions in their own business. Wow. So how many case studies are in the book? So uh, in between each chapter, there's a case study. So 10 chapters, nine case studies. Actually, there's one at the end as well. Um, so 10 case studies. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's expert opinions in there as well. And we also take pockets of uh, experiences. So when we're t looking at um, uh, employee handbooks, etc., we're not writing a concept about how you should put together a, 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 an employee handbook. We use what we found out there is the best example to help you put your version together. We use the experiences of how people have used social media to, to grow their uh, business in whatever area that may be. So there's 10 case studies in detail in between each chapter and at the end. And then there's a, a number of additional ones throughout with also some expert opinions in it as well as our own. Right. That sounds fantastic because I think case studies are a very important part of business books. That's something that, that is lacking in a lot of business books or the case studies so that you can sort of envision yourself solving the, the same problem you know, you're reading about, not just reading the philosophy of, of how the problem gets solved. So the book is structured uh, by these 10 categories, like finance and what are the... Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, I, I can, I, I've got it here in front of me, unsurprisingly, because I can remember what they are in order, because they ever wrote it in the order that it gave. So the 10 chapters are managing the business to start with, and then we look at managing growth, uh, managing finance, managing social media, managing technology, marketing, uh, managing sales, uh, managing the exit strategy, uh, and managing customers and, and managing people or ma managing the exit strategies at the end. Right. So there's a real kind of mix of, of as I say, the, pe the, the, the um, it was written with the idea that people would go straight for the chapter that they need help with the most. Or, or you could argue that they'll probably go straight for the chapter they know the most about to try and compare their knowledge to ours. But <laughs> it's designed for them to go to the chapter that they know the least about. Although, as it turns out, from some of the fantastic feedback that we're getting directly but also through amazon people are reading it from cover to cover because because of those experiences from other people that are in there and i think you're absolutely right those case studies are missing 
But I think it's important to pitch those case studies in a really, and I said this before, a real non-judgmental way, in a way of saying, look, I did it this way, so if you follow me, the exact same result will happen to you, because no one can prove that that's ever the case. It's more of a case of this is what happened during our journey. These are the challenges that we faced, the hurdles we had to clear, the successes we had. Have a read through it, and if any of these then apply to you, then you can make the more relevant judgment to yourself. So I think the case studies are right as long as they're not in a, look, I'm amazing, follow me, and the same thing will happen to you. You know, it's funny you should say that because uh, a lot of um, a lot of people who decided to go out on on their own in business became what we call coaches today, right? The coaching industry has, has boomed. It's gotten huge. And I have run across a lot of coaches over the last five years or so that have exactly that attitude. Do this my way because my way worked. And then they want you to follow exactly whatever structure it is they did, regardless of whether that works for you or not. And what would be much more valuable from, from a coach, especially some of these high level coaches who are charging a lot of money, you know, for some of their programs would be to share the case study aspect of what they did so that, so that you can, you can learn in a different way, I guess is what I'm saying. And maybe it's just me. I'm very autonomous and I don't like being told what to do, which is part of the reason why I have a home office and I work for myself. Right. So Deciding that because it worked for you, it's going to work for everyone unilaterally and universally is silly, quite frankly. Absolutely. I mean, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. And however many millions of people there are running their own business worldwide, no two are exactly the same. So um, don't get me wrong. There are some, there are some great business books, um, The Lean Startup, The E-Myth, that I know have a philosophy behind it that a lot of people have applied to their own business and that application has worked for them. Brilliant, of course it is, but that isn't relevant for everybody, much like, as I say, there isn't a system, there isn't a one-size-fits-all um, approach. So, yeah, and don't get me started on the business coaches that have never run a business. That's an entirely <laughs> different conversation. Yeah, you're right. We'll have, we'll have to have you back to have exactly that conversation. <laughs> um, can you hold on for just a second? I want to take a quick break, but I have a couple more questions for you. Of course. Thank you. Oh, thanks. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business. We will be back in uh, just a moment with more. Act Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategy and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. 
and she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, this is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, Ed Goodman. Ed is the author of a his first book. I was going to say a new book. I guess it is a new book. It came out in January of 2015, and it's his first book, and it's called <coughs> New Business Next Steps, the all-in-one guide to managing marketing and growing your small business. And I've been uh, d- sort of drawing out of Ed some of the in- what's in between the covers, uh, uh, the front and back cover of this book so that you'll have a better idea. One of the things that intrigues me the most about it is the fact that it's got case studies uh, around all of these different aspects of business growth that, that new business owners and even not so new business owners stumble uh, through when they're when they're going through these growing pains. So that is very valuable in and of itself. But we started to talk a little bit, Ed, about you were getting feedback on Amazon about certain um, chapters of the book were resonating with people. You were getting some interesting feedback. Can you talk to us about that? Well, actually, uh, the feedback has been uh, immense. So as you say, the book is in its infancy. Um, and we've had eight reviews on Amazon so far, which I'm delighted to say are all five-star reviews. Nice. Um, but the I was expecting more around specific chapters. I'm not complaining, far from it, because actually, although it was written with the idea that people would pick on specific chapters and then focus on those areas and make those use those chapters to help make the right decisions for themselves, the feedback, actually, is from people who have said, you know what, I've just read the whole thing, um, because it's... One of the, the uh, two of the other aspects, in addition to the case studies that you mentioned, that Anne and I were very clear on: a, that it's not full of faff. I'm not sure if faff is a word that's used often uh, in yeah. in the in the states. But, I mean, um, in context, I can I think I know what you mean. But so it's the jargon that you often okay. hear people spitting out um, that makes them sound impressive. But when you try and translate it, you think, I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this is in just simple, plain English, okay. um, in, in, in very clear and crystal and easy to digest form, not in a patronizing way, far from it, but just in a very straightforward way. Um, and the other thing as well is at the end of each chapter, there are some exercises. These are the next steps. So now you've read a chapter on managing finance, for example, then it uses. Then we've got templates uh, to say now you can start to put it together your own cash flow forecast, or your own SWOT analysis, um, or start to 
to um, put your uh, uh, job description together if you're employing people. So there are exercises within it as well that are in the book and also downloadable from the website that supports the book. Um, and also, as I say, um, the, the the language is designed to be uh, easily digestible for everyone. Nice. I, I can't wait to read it. I'm, I'm definitely going to, to buy a copy and check it out. And I will even leave you an Amazon review. I don't do wow. that very often, but I will do that after I have read the book, of course. Thank so you. tell me, do you have a favorite chapter? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I, funny enough, I, one thing I said to you earlier on was that I would head, uh, this is written with the idea that people would head straight for the chapter they know least about. But yet the chapter I like is probably one of the ones I know most about, which is the managing social media side of it. Okay. Um, so um, I, I must admit, um, my favorite parts are the case studies in between uh, and the expert opinions. And I think the reason for that is, A, because you could see this real sense of cathartic feeling from the people that you, we were interviewing to as they recall their journey of the last five years or so. But also some of the stories of how people have got to where they are now are fascinating stuff. Right. Uh, so I'd say my favorite part are the bits in between the chapters. But if there was a specific chapter, then the one that I, I would say I know uh, I'm most passionate about, which is the social media side of things. Well, that's a perfect segue because my, my last question for you is about social media. And I had mentioned when I introduced you at the top of the interview that you and I met in our in current time we, we pre-record these interviews. So this, this will probably come out end of March, mid April, somewhere in, in that time frame. But, uh, Ed and I met this week in social media. So my question is, how is social media helping you promote the book and support the book? How are you, how are you utilizing it? I mean, this is a great example right here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've created a hashtag. Well, there's a number of factors. We created a hashtag for our official launch. So there's a bookshop in Cambridge called Heifers, which has been uh, selling books in this city since 1876. It's a large bookshop. And we had a launch. We had 100 people come to that launch. We had a hashtag around it that really drove up a lot of energy before, during and after the launch. And the hashtag since the book has been launched, where we've got additional material that we use, which is uh, NBNS for New Business Next Steps book, NBNS book. Um, but we've also set up a Facebook group. So if, again, if you just search for New Business Next Steps and also a LinkedIn group. And the idea there is that it, we're bringing business owners together to get them to share it, their experiences. One of the things that we've done, we've started to do and has really gained a lot of uh, attraction is on the Monday morning, we'll say, right, okay, let's, let's put a shout out there. What's your goals for this week? And then we'll revisit it on Friday and say, okay, to, to those of you that posted a response, how has those goals gone? And yet also when people are posting their goals, other people are chipping in with their support to help them overcome those goals. It's an incredible uh, conversations that are going on in our Facebook group, as I say, and also our LinkedIn group as well. And, and, and of course, these are all set up as a community around the book. Uh, and of course it's branded the same as the book. So it helps the promotion side as well, but that's exactly what we wanted to get is people bringing businesses together to help each other. Right. And community is exactly the word that was floating around in my mind as I was listening to you speak. Social media is really about uh, community when it's done right, which is something a lot of small business owners don't necessarily understand in the beginning if they've never used uh, 
social media before. And now that I'm thinking about it, Ed and I met because we were both on a Twitter chat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that Twitter chat, um, I might as well give them a plug. It's hashtag bizheroes, B-I-Z-H-E-R-O-E-S, bizheroes. I always think twice whether there's an E at the end of hero. Um, and I was the guest on Biz Heroes. And the topic was, lo- just like I talk about on this podcast all the time, local business uh, using digital marketing and social media. I deal with a lot of boomers. I happen to be a baby boomer. I don't know if, if you'll confess to being a boomer or not, Ed. I don't know. Um, but because I deal with a lot of... Uh, I'll call them older. I, I don't think of myself as older, but you know, people who didn't grow up as digital natives, it's it's sometimes a weird world to them. They don't always take to it uh, very well. And here's a great example of how I'm on social media. I agree to be a guest on a Twitter chat. You've probably heard me talk about Twitter chats when we've talked about Twitter before on this program. Ed participated in the Twitter chat. And that's how we met and how he reached out to me and said, hey, I've written a book that I think is something your listeners would benefit from. What do you think? And that's, that's exactly how it's supposed to work. You're building, you're building community. That's what social media is for. It's not the place where you're, you're saying, you know, buy my crap, buy my crap, buy my crap. It's not advertising. It's a place where you're having conversations with other people um, so that you can create the relationships, uh, so that things like this can happen. Ed's Ed's book can be profiled on my podcast, and it's clearly something that my particular audience, local business owners who are trying to figure out how to do their marketing and grow their business, can find useful. And you just heard him talk about the fact that they've started a LinkedIn group and a Facebook group, both as a part of building the community around the book. It's an excellent example of exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah, thank you very much. That's kind of you to say. I, I, I do appreciate the words. You're absolutely right. Um, I, I got drawn into uh, Biz Heroes uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, or about three weeks ago, when I was I was uh, delivering some uh, social media workshops up in Manchester, and I just stumbled across it because one of my connections had, re, had tweeted using it. And I was glad I did because you're absolutely right. It, it is very much around that community, sharing ideas, sharing knowledge, disagreeing, agreeing, but conversational side of it. Uh, I, I'm a big uh, uh, um, hater, I'll go with it, um, of the, the broadcast message, um, the, the, the total one-way traffic that rather frustratingly I see so many social media marketers do themselves um, that they say, okay, you know, let, let us run your social. And this is probably one of the biggest tips that I can give in terms of social media. If you do, if someone's approaching you and saying, let us do your social network for you, A, if you're a local business, you can do it yourself. It gives you an opportunity. Nothing will help you reach your personality out to your network and your uh, wider audience more than you being you on social media. But if you truly insist on getting someone else to do it for you, look at their social media activity. Look at their examples, because too often there are social media marketing companies out there who will preach that they'll run your social networks for you, but um, ultimately they, um, they, they see little results in their own social network marketing. You would never learn to drive from an instructor who can't drive. 
so I would uh, <laughs> apply the same logic to social networks. That is such a great analogy. And I'll, t I'll tell you, since um, I'll feel free, it's my podcast, I can do this. <laughs> the, the title of my book, right, that's going to be coming out hopefully later this year, I don't know the publication date yet, is The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. And it's about teaching them exactly that. These are conversations. It's just like networking. It's just like being on Main Street and meeting your neighbors, only you, you know, you're not physically with them at that moment in time, but you're still just creating connections and having conversations and sort of expanding your network. That's but, but I've seen, you see, now I've seen your social network activity. I've seen how you converse and share uh, and engage with people. So um, I, when when you're writing a book about social media marketing, it's a book worth taking note of. I look forward to seeing that come out. Um, but um, but but it's it's just a shame there aren't more people like you that are doing that then. Right, and that's well, that's part of the educational process. That's part of my big why. That's why is, you're doing what you do. Right, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Try and teach more people. Um, so Ed Goodman, it has been wonderful to meet you. Ah, oh, likewise. I, I thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, it's. I love uh, chatting about what I do, what I like, um, and uh, with a, a mind that tends to agree with mine as well is even better. Um, but but equally as well, um, if anyone has any questions or thoughts, um, then do drop us a, a note through Twitter at Ed A Goodman. Uh, I'd love to hear them. But I thank you so much for your listeners for taking time to listen and for you for having me. Sure, absolutely. And everyone, remember, you can go over to Amazon and look for Ed Goodman's book. What's Who's the co-author? Uh, Anne Hawkins. Anne Hawkins and Ed Goodman. They are co-authors of New Business Next Steps, the all-in-one guide to managing marketing and growing your small business, which is what we're trying to help you with every single week here on Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Because, you know, we release a new podcast episode every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And the goal is always to try and help you move one more step closer uh, to prosperity with your business. And that's what I can see Ed is about. That's what I'm about. And until next time, I very much would like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.